their woundedness now defines the rest of the relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I might be behaving this badly, but you cheated on me. And so I get to punish you one more time Right. and it becomes this weapon that can never really be overcome. Welcome to the secure marriage podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, Can My Marriage Survive Infidelity? That's good enough. All righty. Here we go. Here we go. So what are we talking about today, my love? Here's the question. It's actually in a two-parter. Okay. First question that was just kind of blunt is, can a marriage survive infidelity? Okay. And then kind of a follow-up comment to that is, it's now been over uh, one year since my wife cheated on me, and I'm still not over it. How long does this pain last? It's a real issue out there for anybody who's been cheated on, whose spouse has not been faithful, when there's been infidelity. Even if it's not full-blown infidelity, it can be an emotional affair, it can be flirting, it can be anything that demonstrates that uh, emotional or sexual energy is being directed towards somebody Somebody else. else. Was there something else on that one about... Uh, about her not being contrite yeah so the last comment is she's not even contrite about it which is actually probably an important part of the story yes i think that's very important why because if she's not contrite or have sorrow over it or feel bad about it um the pain is going to last for a very long time right because there there's no way to get resolution around that yeah and so I think that's that's really important. That takes a lot, a lot, a lot of work on the person who was hurt yeah. part to be able to work through that, especially if a spouse isn't contrite about what a they've ma- done. A major piece that makes it possible for people to start healing is that contrite yes, heart. Yes, exactly. If I demonstrate to you, I recognize my choices and my behaviors have hurt you and I care about that. I don't want to hurt you. I'm sorry that I have sorrow. That's the active portion of sorry. I have sorrow that I've caused you pain. Seeing that contriteness, seeing that brokenness on my part, contributes a lot to your healing yes it's cathartic to hear those things very much so and when that is missing when there's a hardening of a heart when there is a minimizing of my behaviors when there's a denial of what i've done then the other person the wounded party spends a lot of their time and a lot of energy trying to get the other person to admit what they've done to get that person to be sad or sorrowful right to get that person to take responsibility and that's why they can't really heal that's why they can't really move on right in some way right the original question of can a marriage survive infidelity? The answer is absolutely yes. yes. It really, really can, but it's conditional. It does require both people, both parties to put in some work and, yes. it's, and it's different work for each party. Correct. If the, if the offending party, the person who has stepped out, the person who has made that mistake, hasn't taken responsibility, hasn't looked into the reasons as to why they might have made those choices in the first place, why they haven't understood the, the situation and what led up to them making those choices, then they have a potential of doing it again because, right. because they haven't dealt with the core issues of that. Um, if they haven't 
allowed the their spouse, the other person, the the hurt person to express their feelings, to go through the grieving process, to kind of process through all of that. They're expecting that other person to just get over it then it's not going to happen. Yeah. So there's a very clear framework. There's a very clear step-by-step on how you can move through that if infidelity has been part of a relationship. I actually, have, I've walked lots of my clients through that who've been struggling with this, and I just realized I don't think I've ever talked about that framework, that surviving infidelity framework. Yeah, we haven't. Ever. I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast and at there's all. there's a there's kind of a graphic I draw out every time on what it looks like and the steps you have to take if you are facing the situation. And if that's actually valuable and you're listening to this, dear listener, and you're going, man, I really would like to have that because I got friends who are going through this or I'm going through this at the moment or I've been through this already. If you'd like to have that framework, I might put that into a quick little program that someone can get access to and purchase and give them a model of how to kind of move through this. Right. You want me to put that together? You can just email me, paul at securemarriage.com and let me know. If, if I don't get any responses from it, then I'm, I won't build it. But it's a really clear framework and structure on how to walk through some of this. Would your marriage benefit from having one-on-one time with Paul and I? How about spending seven days with us learning how to apply all the tools you've heard about on the Secure Marriage Podcast to your own marriage? Better yet, how about doing all of that in a warm, sunny, stunningly beautiful part of the world? You're invited to be one of only seven couples to join us on our first ever marriage cruise in February, 2023. We'll be sailing out of Los Angeles for the tropical waters of Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Mazatlan, Mexico. While on the cruise, you'll get to stay in your own spacious balcony cabin aboard the beautiful Navigator of the Seas by Royal Caribbean. You'll also enjoy delicious food, stunning entertainment, and plenty of free time to get reacquainted with your spouse. If you want a memorable way to make your marriage better, go to Secure Marriage com forward slash cruise and submit your application. Time's running out and we only have space for a few more couples. So don't delay. While on the crew, while on the crew, why can't I say that word? Cruise. <laughs> while on the cruise, boy, cruise. cruise, time's running out and we only have space for So the first part is the offending party has to take responsibility and allow the natural consequences of their choices to play out. And again, there's a lot of those things, the sadness of the person, I just listed all of them. The person who's been cheated on has a lot of work to do as well because they've got to learn how to navigate their anger in healthy and appropriate sort of ways. They've got to work on rebuilding trust, which- right comes along with some vulnerability again. And once you've been hurt one time, it's really challenging sometimes to choose to be vulnerable and put yourself in a place where you could be hurt again. Again, yeah. That is a huge thing. It gets in the way of a lot of people because they start to kind of harden their heart and they say, I never want to get hurt again. And they kind of build their own prison. They build their own cage, shall we say, so that they can protect from getting hurt. They've got to look at the underlying issues again in in the relationship that kind of led to the situation in the first place because both parties have some roles to play in that in some way. Um, And it requires both of them to take an honest evaluation, a hard, hard look at the nature of the relationship. Right. 
And the couples who do that, the couples who are willing to do that are the ones who navigate and, and survive infidelity. And they actually can have a thriving, healthy, loving relationship again. Yeah. The couples who move into that survival place of, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to take responsibility. I'm just going to be pissed off and punish. Those are the ones who typically don't survive. Right. Their woundedness now defines the rest of the relationship. Yeah. Especially, and this is probably the one thing that gets in the way in the most, if the infidelity becomes weaponized, if the person who has been hurt Every time there's an issue, it's kind of like the, the trump oh, card. Right. And it's and the thing that, that says, oh, yeah, well, I might be behaving this badly, but you cheated on me. And so I get to punish you one more time. Right. And it, and it becomes this weapon that can never really be overcome. That's the hardest part when you've been cheated on is to choose not to use that as a weapon. Right. But a lot of couples do. And with the couples who do do that. End have up the hardest time struggling, recovering from the infidelity. Right. Again, it's understandable why people do that. Oh, of course. But it's not healthy. No. And it's not good. No. And usually you need some help processing through some of that. And usually you need a guide to help you navigate infidelity. Yeah. Because you have two wounded people who are just kind of lost. Right. And you need to have someone who can kind of guide them through the process right. of, well, and, of and recovery from this. Typically they're both working out of their survival brain yeah. at that point. And Easy. so you just don't have the capacity to no. have super clear thinking. Yep. You might think you've got clear thinking, but it's clouded yeah. by that survival brain. Easily. Easily. So the answer to the question is is yes, marriages can survive infidelity, but it's hard work. But it is absolutely possible. And it's absolutely understandable that a year later yeah. that he's still feeling pretty bad about it and, and yeah. it is not getting better because his wife is not contrite. Yeah. Yeah. If this is your situation, if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, yes, this sounds familiar. Some of these themes that they've been talking about kind of strike home and I'm still hurting for this or I'm still pissed off from this, whether it happened six months ago or six years ago or 20 years ago. And this is still just affecting me and I can't get over it. There are a couple steps that you can take. Again, if you would like me to kind of put together that process into a, a short little mini course, happy to do that. I have that available. I just haven't put it into a program yet. So if, if there's enough people who want that, I would love to put that together for you guys. If you need something kind of more immediate, the best thing that I can tell you is, is it's time to go sit with a professional. It's time right. to find that counselor and just say, I am still pissed off. My husband did this. My wife did this. And I'm not sure what to do with my anger or my mistrust or my survival brain. And, and I need some help. I need some guidance and they can, they can kind of point you in the direction of, of where you need to go. If this is the situation that you are facing and you want kind of a, a course that's immediately available, this is where our online workshop would be a really good place to start because it deals with the six core issues that usually contribute to some sort of infidelity in some way. There's the six parts of the secure marriage framework um, that you'll be able to point to and go, yep, that's the one we probably needed to have in place right. so that with this, we, we aren't in the same situation later on again. That yeah. would, that's the course that's a little bit more in depth than the relationship roadmap. Um, that's the course that kind of deals with the core issues 
of what a healthy marriage actually looks like. And that would be the immediate tool that we have available for couples that are wanting to say, I need to have a healthy relationship again and I need to, you know, figure out what's going on inside me. That's an in-depth course. It's about five hours of videos and workshop or or worksheets and supplementary materials. And it's, it's good stuff. It's really, really good stuff, but it is, Again, it's kind of the deeper end of the pool for people who really want to work on the relationship. Yep. But it's also cheaper than marriage counseling. It's a lot cheaper than marriage counseling. And so yeah. it's a it's a good stopgap measure for people who need something immediate. Yep. Especially right now with all the good therapists, you usually have a waiting list. It's hard to get in and you don't want right. to have to wait six months to deal with your pain and your feelings. So this is something you can do in the meantime that will help. And again, it's priced at a at a point that it's available and affordable for most people out there so uh, go to securemarriage.com and at the very top of the page there's just a button that says uh, online courses and one of those is the uh, online workshop six secrets of a secure marriage yeah that would be the one yep okay this is a hard subject for a lot of people who are in this pain yes your marriage can survive and and we want you to hear that and hopefully the quick little framework of kind of what it requires to do that is a little bit clearer now after we kind of walk through that. Yeah. I think that's it. I think so. I hear the dog barking out back. I wonder if everybody else does too. <laughs> I imagine they can because I can hear it clearly <laughs> in the headphones at the moment. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.